Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Coach Rod here with another episode of Volunteer Your Purpose. Today's guest is Coach Mann of Pack Prime. This interview has been a long time coming. Hey, Coach Mann, welcome to the guest chair. Hey, hey, thank you for having me, brother. So tell us about yourself. Who is Coach Mann? Yeah, my name is Kenneth Mann. I'm out of Fort Worth, Texas. I went to graduate from O.D. Wild High School, man. I'm... It's a guy that's out here in the field, man, trying to give these kids a real hands-on experience about doing their due diligence and working, man, and try to better themselves. The program just a reflection of those values type of deal. Been doing this about 20 years since my, my oldest boy graduated from Oklahoma like two years ago. So been coaching a good while. But Pack Prime is an organization we've been around five years. This will be going into our fifth season this year. So we're excited about what's to come, you know, the new the new blood we got coming in and just another opportunity to go out here and represent, man. I would say okay. that's me in a nutshell. So I know you said where you're from. Can you think of any experience in your upbringing that influenced you to coach? I mean, I played football in Fort Worth. I uh, had a pretty good career before I got injured. I went to a and Kingsville. But, I mean, just just growing up in the inner city, you know, you know, a lot of times it's always talent there, but but the direction don't be there. So me having that first-hand experience of, of what's missing with some of the youth out here and just having sons myself and not understanding the challenges and the different adversity that come with being a a young black man in America, you know, you can't do nothing but, I mean, if you want, if you're about this life, you know, you can't help but kick in, man. I just want to give back and do all I can to save a few of these youngsters. And I know you mentioned about saving a few and then also your sons. Is that what made you decide to get into coaching? And, and also I wanted to ask you, um, when did you know, like, your leadership was worth betting on? Man, yeah, yeah, because like I said, it started with my son when he started playing Pee Wee, so I started off coaching him, and it kind of just springboarded from there. I mean, I, I've always <clears throat> been a, a teacher, so it was like 
it was like a natural transition for me because I teach. I was a teacher for a while. I taught H- air conditioning, HBAC, to military veterans. So just knowing how to break down certain terminology, knowing how to explain stuff different, because a lot of times people just need another perspective or need it introduced or needed explained several different ways to get it to really catch. So that was kind of one of my, you know, uh, good traits that I have. So it was just a natural transition into coaching, man. The kids, they see me. I look like them. I came from where they came from. So they see me have success and not have to do some of the the extra curricular stuff to have success. So just try to be a good role model, man, and lead by example. And I love that you said, you know, being a teacher and, you know, explaining things several different ways because it's not all about – being a success coming out the gate, but you know, having that process set you up for the success. So I want to ask Absolutely. if you could, I wanted to ask if you could break down for us, what were some of the first steps you took to start out? I mean, for me, it, it was all about the fundamentals, man. I just feel like if you can do all the little things, right. The odds of success are heavy in your favor. If you can do all the simplest things, better than most people. I mean, you you ahead of the game because a lot of coaches, they get caught up in the trying to teach so much complex, you know, talk that they don't really tap into the kid. The kid not really understanding. You got to just really get back to the basics and understanding the rules and understanding techniques and how people are trying to take, you know. So it was all it was all about the foundation for me, the fundamentals, man. Everything is based off of that. You got a good set of fundamentals, everything. It'll carry you through most situations because you can always resort back to that, how to start from square one. And so after you planned out teaching the fundamentals, how would you go about coaching the team? How did you find your coaches? Well, like me, I, I didn't never – I never went out and looked for them. Me, it was more of a – because when you like a real alpha male like that, you know, a lot of guys are tim- intimidated by stuff like that. So it was more of a let them – they came to me, you know. My coaching style, I'm I'm hands-on. I'm right there with the kids. I'm running with them. I'm working out with them. So that energy that I put into them, that's what attracted my coaches and the, and the guys that's with me. I, I can't say I have no tenured coaches with 20, 30-year coaching experience, but I got a lot of guys that understand my mission and my purpose, and they'll do anything to help me do what I need to do. So half the time, that's most of the battle, man. The football is self-explanatory. And so now, you know, you're coaching. How did your first, let's say your first three seasons go? And what did you learn from one season to the next? Oh, man, I can give you a five-year window from just this <laughs> just this organization since my experience with, like I said, only Pat Prime. We had success early on. We had a really good team. Uh, we won the Super Bowl in our first year. But it didn't start off like that, like in the preseason that year. We played like six games. We lost all six games and didn't score not one point that whole preseason. But but I had such a good group of parents that were, that believed in what it was that I was teaching and the, the development, and they were seeing the progression. Even though, like I said, we wasn't winning, it wasn't translating initially, but they saw the change in the kid. And 
it just worked itself out, man. So we ended up winning the Super Bowl last season, going undefeated. Uh, a few other, a bigger team, a larger team, end up coming into our league, and they was really strong at the time. So we would have to battle it out every time. They was in Dallas. We was in Fort Worth. We would make it to the Super Bowl. They beat us twice in a row in the Super Bowl. We was blessed enough to beat them the last two times in the Super Bowl. So, man, it's just been a process, man. You can just see how the development as they got older and they bought into the program and the commitment to the the conditioning and just being sound football players, it it translated, man. And we, we've been having success ever since. Back-to-back state champions, two undefeated seasons, having lost a game in Texas since November 20th, 2019. So the, the, the results kind of reflect the work that we put in in the process. With all those stats, yeah. it def- uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just saying, you know, with three out of five championships, being in all five championships of this league, which is supposed to be the best league in the in the country. So, I mean. Now, the league that you're in, what is it called? It's called Texas Sports. Okay. And because yeah. um, we're going to come back to that, but how did you handle marketing? Like, I know with how well you all have done as of lately, the wins speak for themselves, but before that and – you know, even now, to maintain the presence that you have, how do you handle marketing? Well, I mean, I can't say we just put a lot of um, material out like that. I mean, we did the we did uniform reveals and stuff like that just to create buzz leading into seasons and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's all it's all natural, man. The games that we play, we've always traveled out of town and always competed in big name events. So a lot of that footage was getting out. So and with the parents sharing, I've never been an internet guy like that to boast and brag on the internet about our wins and our losses. So I kind of let my parents and stuff take care of all that. They do most of the promotional wise. And then our organization got a good marketing team where they share enough. They keep us relevant enough. But the parents is what really pushes the organization. Any organization is you see those parents and the excitement and the, the passion that they showing all on social media with showing the success that they child is having or, you know, the team or what have you. So that that's what really help our, our presence online is because it's all, like, really natural. We don't do a whole lot of promotional the events that we go to consistently winning and being a part of. That's what help keep us relevant at, on a national level anyway. And now you're coaching. So what is, what is your nine to five? Like while you're building out coaching Pac Prime, um, how do you juggle both? Well, uh, luckily I'm a I'm a superintendent for my for my regular day job, and I have my own company, HVAC company that I do. And I kind of just navigated. I got a lot of freedom, so I get to move stuff around the way I need to. For the most part, I I, I can. Most of the jobs that I do take, the projects are pretty local, so I'm able to get to my appointments because I don't believe in missing practice, especially when you're in leadership roles. So I just navigated the best way possible, man. I, I, I hate to say I have to schedule around my football life, but that's really what it is. I mean, when you when you coaching like this and at this level, it's a commitment, man, and that's where a lot of people don't see the success that they want to have is because the commitment not there, man, you know. You can't ask of someone something you're not doing yourself. So 
just kind of got to be out front with it and be open with it. When I need to move, when I need to move around though and do something related to the work, I'm able to do so. I got a good coaching staff, support staff to help me days that I need to. But for the most part, I kind of work it. I work my way around it. And like you said, it's definitely about leading by example. Because how can you ask those kids to do all of that when they don't even see you? Right, right, right. Um, wanted to ask you. So you say you're in the Texas Sports League. Yes, sir. Texas sports. So y'all have one league, right? Y'all don't travel like outside the the state, outside the like that. What? Well, well, not outside the state, but the league we do travel because you know we're in DFW. The league has a teams that's all over. They got teams in Houston. They got teams in Austin. Colleen. They got teams from all over. Okay, so, so with, with that, so you do get to travel. So with that, I want to ask you: What's your approach to the league you're in? Versus, you know, people who have travel leagues in Texas and they take their boys, say, out of state and they might play, you know, other teams they might see on Generation Next and other states and stuff like that. Like, how do you what's your approach to the different leagues and, you know, the benefits as well? I mean, for the most part, I mean, with us, with us having such a strong league like we have, you don't really have to get out and go far to get a good challenge for your team. So we're not forced to have to search and seek, you know, those type of organizations just to play. But at the same time, you do want a challenge because, like I said, when you got a team like mine that's been having so much success in the league, you don't want to just depend on that. You you, you need them to be kind of battle-tested. So it's good to have some of that travel in there but full-time travel it's like a super strain on your organization and on your parents because i mean people can't just afford to do that on a consistent basis like that you know unless you your organization from highland park or something where the money is just falling from the skies you know what i mean (laughs) right right um how and when did you start to reap benefits and i'm benefits i mean like outside of just winning to me to me i i was instantly reaping it as soon as we built it like you know i got a good reputation from the city i mean a lot of people know me you know i play ball so they know the experience they see me what i did with my son so they the coaching capabilities is respected so when i started doing something and I see how passionate I am about it. It just instantly starts to grow. When you do everything real and you keep everything up front, you know, you ain't trying to make no money off my kids. I ain't exploiting them. I ain't posting them all over everywhere using their success for, to promote me because it's not about me. And you, you'll probably never see a post about a score a football game from my team. If I post them, it'll be like a picture or something like that. But I, I, don't, I don't celebrate that. I leave that for my parents. It's all... At the end of the game, it's over with for me. I just like to see them enjoy it. So that just caught on, man, and just being real with people and putting everything back into the org, trying to keep everything cost-effective because I understand the challenges of of some of these families. So, man, just making everything accessible and and easy, man, it just, it just instantly caught on. And, so we've been able to sustain the success that we have for five years. So, 
And so let's transition into your championship season. You know, how did that season play out for you when it comes to the Super Bowl weekend? You know, how did you all go about acquiring donations if you needed help getting there or or need to help getting things done for it? You know, if you could just take us through that season, your memories. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, we went back to back to we won the, we won the city and the state championship back to back. So both years we went to nationals. We lost in the semifinals in UIFL. Um year before last and then this last this past year we lost also in the semifinals at the battle YNC championship to a good team like I said um but we kind of we already prepared for what it is that we wanted we said we was going to nationals and we we just approached it like that's what it was so we was preparing and fundraising for it in the preseason so we just kind of spoke that whole thing into existence, man, and started pre- preparing for it like we was going. Early in April and May, we did some good football tournaments where you win prizes. We, you know, we did all type of fundraisers periodically throughout the year just to raise a little nest egg. So when it came time for nationals, we really already had everything taken care of, and it didn't really cost the parents much outside of their own accommodations. So we just approached it like we're going to nationals every year. God said it's not to happen that year, then it just won't happen. We'll do something else with the funds for the team, but it's it's been working out in our favor to operate that way since since I've been coaching so that we approach it like that every season. We don't start we don't wait to the end to start fundraising. We immediately start because our goal is to be in Florida every year. So And so I want to learn more about Pat Prime. I feel like I've seen another name for your team but I've always been led back to you. But the name of your team, the style you all have, like, tell us about how all of that came together. Well, okay, Pat Prime was, originally we was three separate organizations in the city of Fort Worth. It was the Fort Worth Wolverines, it was the Fort Worth Outlaws, and it was the Fort Worth Hurricanes. And we all was in the same league, Texas sports. Uh, And we was just all battling each other out and, you know, just got tired of that, man. Like, cause we start to see the change in the culture of the Pee Wee thing, and you know the national events start popping up here and there, and and it just started growing. So we knew we was gonna have to step it up, and to be able to be more effective, you need more help. I mean, you need more to lighten the burden. You need more lifters. So you got to get some more people to help lift it up. You need more help, people to play. I mean. So it was like a no-brainer for us to just, you know, put the egos aside, say we're going to come together for the city and do something special. And like I said, it, it worked. It worked. We've seen the recipe before within some other organizations and other cities. I mean, if you got the people that's humble enough and, you know, unselfish enough, you can make it work if everybody got the same common goal. So that, that's just how it worked out for us. Our three organizations came together. And, you know, that helped our numbers. That helped us be able to have eight different football levels. We got five all the way to 12 you. Our age per every team has about 25 to 30 kids. So, we, you know, roughly about 240 kids. So, and we we start we started with, the, again, it's all about the fundamentals. Our younger levels always have success because we, we, we put our more experienced coaches we keep experienced guys on those levels. That way, 
the development is there. That's the future of the org. So they're more inclined to stay with the org and grow with the org. So that really was the formula. And it worked. Okay. And so you all are winning, you know, videographers who not even in your city, they look to make highlights of your games, of your players, when your team is in their city. Um, what are the sacrifices it takes to coach Pac Prime? I mean, again, like when you're competing at this level, most of our teams are – we got three or four teams ranked nationally, so you can expect to be competing on the national level. So, I mean, you just got to be willing to prepare, man, like no other because chance favors the prepare mind. So we all about the preparation through the week. The game is just played out from what you've done in the week. You know, the work you put in through the week, the success you get on Saturday. So when when they come to Pac Crime, they know they're going to be pushed. We got the best athletes around. So even at practice, you're being challenged. You know, you got to earn it. Nothing is given over. There's not a lot of parents that coach. Most of our head coaches don't have kids on their respective teams. So they keep it honest. You know, no biasness. And it's all about who going to come in and prove that they prepared to play. And I'm we stick by that. And I'm ex- inspired by the grind that you all portray for your players. Given how busy you are, what's the vision moving forward for Pac Prime? Well, like I said, the funny thing is my group of boys been with me since they was five years old. So this day last year, 12 years. So I'm, I'm about to graduate a group. And just, man, watching those kids develop and grow into young men and seeing the maturity and, you know, just the overall growth of them individually. It just, it just lets you know that what you're doing is not in vain. So we're going to stick to the script, man. I may end up going back down, going to a lower level in the future. Like I said, I'm I'm the athletic director of the organization and one of the board members. So, I'm I'm in I'm in the trenches with this, so I'm, I'm stuck for a while. Not to mention, I got some younger boys still coming up, so I'll be doing this for a while. And what does your coaching staff look like these days? How many coaches do you have? Um, with winning, have you had the problem of losing coaches as they're being asked to coach other teams, or given an opportunity of being in like a higher position on another team? That's funny, man. It's like it's such a family, it's such a family vibe over here, man. Like I said, my it, it's crazy because my coaching staff had originally two of the coaches that's with me. Their kids originally played at younger levels, but they decided to go do other things. My coaches stayed. I mean, so that just show you the family type bond that we got, and that's that's really reflective with our kids. You don't see us arguing with each other. That trend, like immediately to those kids when it's a good bond it's a good relationship between the coaches the respect is there the kids see that and it's just a trickle down effect and i know but, her, oh go ahead no i was just gonna say it's, it's it, we allow 10 coaches on our staff but i never had co- 10 coaches I, I usually have like five coaches on my staff and i know earlier you mentioned you know it was important to find the players and the coaches just trying to came along but what what makes you accept someone on your coaching staff? Like, what 
what do you feel like you need to see in them to for them to coach with you in the organization? I mean, to me, to me, I just have to see the commitment to the organization and not a commitment for self because a lot of people are here for self. So when we start to see those people that's just here for themselves or their kid, that's not the culture that we preach over here. I mean, it's about the organization. It's about the next man up. It's about the family bond. It's about building trust and good quality relationships. So when we find out that you're not about this, and I just, like, again, like I said, I'm such a presence around that if you're not sincere with it, you're not going to stay because I'm going to be applying too much pressure to it, man. You know, I say pressure bust pipes, so I'm going to apply pressure everywhere possible. And if you're here for the right reasons, you're going to hang in there. Now we're about to get into the lightning round, so answer the first thing (laughs) that comes to mind. Okay. What is a resource that has helped you in coaching that you can share with the Volunteer Your Purpose audience? Say it one more time just so I know we clear. You said what is a resource that's what? That has helped you in coaching that you can share with the Volunteer Your Purpose audience. I mean, USA football really kind of helped me a lot into my teaching of drills and techniques and different strategies into coaching because like I said sometimes even though you know it sometimes you like to hear from other people because they they explain it a different way and they touch on different ideas that that, that's able to help you expand your own football mind so your own football IQ just hearing different type of just football related stuff you know ideas football is such a complex thing sometimes you just need to hear stuff explained a different way to help you in your process. So hey, USA yeah. football was a good tool for me to use. Hey, it's just like you said earlier, you know, what you teaching, I think you said HVAC, right? Yes, sir. To the military veterans, you had to break it down simpler for them. They they probably was they probably could create something in that in Afghanistan Afghanistan to use. <laughs> use like, hey nah, this this is what you need to simpler right here. This. Yeah, that's what it is, man. Just keeping it simple, man. That's that's been my that's been my whole thing is just keeping it simple, making it easy. The work gonna be hard, but the teaching, the explanations gonna be easy. It's gonna be simple to understand, easy to pick up on. You gonna make them understand why you teaching it that way and why they doing this because that's the that's the age of these kids today, the generation today. They gotta understand why for them to commit. They don't just do it. You gotta show them why and the benefits of it and what happens when you don't do it a certain way. What has been the best book that has helped you directly with coaching and running Pack Prime? The best book that's done me with Pack Prime? Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. I would have to say The Art of War. Okay. Um, what is a non-negotiable part of your daily routine? As it relates to what football? No, or? just just you. you no, know, your daily routine. Like you, like this has to be done every day for you. Has to be done every day. Uh, to me, it's just making sure you eat right every day, man. Staying healthy. 
you know, you're feeding your body the right type of things. You know, you're not introducing stuff that's not good for you, especially at this age. Like a lot of people want to get these kids lifting weights way too early. You know, it's all about just taking care of the body, being healthy. Uh, it's all about staying away from injuries and stuff like that for me and make sure they prepare mentally, get, get good risks, you know, stuff like that, because that's how you get hurt. You know, your awareness is down, your, you know, fatigue, stuff like that. We try to monitor all that kind of stuff real closely. So I would have to say just the, for us, just eating healthy and taking care of the body is like a really important factor for me. What is a personal habit that has significantly helped you in coaching? Mm, a personal habit? I'm real analytical when it comes to stuff. I, like I say, I, it has to be in order and it has to make sense. You got to have a good quality routine. So <clears throat> that's that's more of my personality. So again, it's, it, it translates easy into coaching. Translates easy into showing the kids that because I'm so consistent with it because that is me and breaking down stuff and explaining things and why we move the way we do. Okay. And what is your parting advice for fellow coaches, uh, those who have ventured off and created their own team or who want to lead youth in their own way, but are worried about the resources and having enough to be successful? <clears throat> well, like I said, if you build a good network of people, and again, you're doing it all for the right reasons, it's, it reflects within your organization and reflects within your 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 kids and reflect within your parents and people gonna reach out to you. I mean, you just do the work, they gonna come. So you just gotta be do your due diligence and don't be scared to fail. You know, a lot of teams run from good teams or whatever those challenges and different type of adversity like you need all of that to help your team grow. You gotta have some you gotta you gotta lose to know how to win. So just just and and staying steadfast in it and not wavering on your principles and stuff like that because it's gonna be challenged. You know, these parents come in with all type of agendas sometimes. So you just gotta stick to your guns, man, and what it is that you build in your organization's principles, core values, and just stick to them. Be consistent. And my final question for you is if heaven exists what would you like to hear God say about your work with youth when you arrive at the pearly gates? Good job. I just say I did a good job. That's all that matters. And I, you know, I, I saved some one. If I saved one or two, I did my part. That sounds real good, coach. So that concludes our interview today. Uh, what's the best way for people to connect with you after the show and the best way for parents to register their child to play for Pac Prime? Yeah, if you're looking for an organization, if you're on Facebook, it's PacPrime.org or our website, PacPrime.org also as well. Um, my particular team, we like I said, we're doing 12 U this year, my age level. Uh, we have an Instagram account. It's uh, PacPrime Seal Team 6 here on Instagram. Registration just opened up for an organization for this spring, for this fall season, 2022. So we're excited, man. We always accept the new kids. Want to give some new people this experience, this championship culture, 
And if you want to be, you know, on the biggest stage, this is where you got to be. And SEAL Team Six, that's the other other name that I knew it as. I knew I knew <laughs> yeah. I had seen a couple other names. Okay. So yeah. yeah, that's what they call yeah, that's what they call my age group since okay. they've been eight years old. Got so. you. Okay. It yeah. makes sense now. Well, Coach yeah. Coach Man, I thank you for coming on and volunteering your purpose. And again, I appreciate you for having me. Yes, sir. Anytime. Yes, sir. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Volunteer Your Purpose. Volunteer Your Purpose is taped at Oasis Podcast Studio, Tallahassee, Florida. If you want to find me online, I'm at Beast Youth Sports on Instagram. And that's B-E-A-S-T-Y-O-U-T-H Sports. And Beast Youth Sports on Twitter. And that's B-E-A-S-T-Y-T-H-S-P-O-R-T-S on Twitter. And as always, if you love the show, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you choose to listen to us. As always, thanks, guys, and talk to you next week.